every weekend millions of people go to church, but I wonder sometimes if most of them know why. Uh, some people go to church out of guilt. Some people go to church out of pressure from a parent or a spouse. Uh, some people go out of habit and tradition. Uh, some go because it's the thing to do. But if somebody asked you, why do you go to church? Would you be able to give them an answer? The Bible tells us that we need to be prepared to give an answer to people who ask us questions like that. 1 Timothy 3.15 says, God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. You know, when you were born physically, you became a part of the human race, a child of the human race. But you didn't become part of a family until somebody took you home and brought you into their family. Same thing's true when you're reborn spiritually. When you're reborn spiritually, you become one of God's children. But the way we become a part of a family, God's family, is to get connected in the local church. The Bible says that family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. The Bible says that a church is a family. In fact, we are your forever family. We are the support and foundation of the truth. Now, some people say, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't want to belong to a local church. That's like saying, I want to play in the NFL, but I don't want to belong to a team. I don't want to commit to any one team. I don't, I don't want to dress out in a uniform. I don't want to learn the playbook. I don't want to go, go to practice. I just want to show up and willy-nilly run out onto the field and play football. It doesn't work that way. A Christian without a church family is an orphan. If you're not connected, you don't have the support. You don't have the connection. You don't have the foundation of the truth that you need. God says you belong in God's household with every other Christian. The church is where you belong if you're a believer. Now, there's a big difference between attending a church and being the member of a church. Uh, you know, you can go to church all the time and still not belong. The difference between being an attender and being a member is the level of commitment. Uh, for too many believers, the, the church is seen as a place or it's seen as an event to go to. But that's not what the church is. It's not a place or an event. The church is a family that you belong to. And God designed the church. God designed the church for His glory and for our benefit. Today, I want to quickly share with you five benefits that we receive by belonging to the local church. First, belonging to a church helps me focus on God. I mean, it is so easy to get distracted and lose your focus. I mean, it's, even if you've been a Christian for years, it's easy to go all day and not think about God. You know, some days we can have so much fun that we forget about God. Some days we've got so much work to do that we forget about God. Some days we are so tired we forget about God, or maybe we're so worried that we forget about God. You know, God understands that it's easy for us to lose our focus, and that's why one of the Ten Commandments is every seventh day, rest, renew, and refocus on God. That's the purpose of the Sabbath, to rest, renew, and refocus on God. And that's the purpose of a weekend worship service. You know, when you refocus on God, express your love to God, you are worshiping. Now, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Why? 
why is it the first and greatest? Because it's what you were made to do. You know, God knows you. God loves you. God made you to know Him and to love Him back through worship. Now, one of the benefits that comes from worship is worship gives you God's perspective on life. You know, worship helps you focus on how great God is, and when you see how great, how big God is, your problems get shrunk back down to size. When we take our focus off of God and focus on our problems, our problems grow bigger and bigger and bigger and overwhelm us. When we focus on how big God is, God overwhelms our problems. Now, is it possible to worship God without being in a church? The answer is yes. But there is power in group worship. You know, worship is just a lot better with a lot of other people. Uh, you know, you, you can't do all of this in your kitchen. Uh, now, sometimes it happens in my kitchen, but, you know, you can't do all of this in your kitchen. But, you know, when we gather together in church, there's power in group worship. Now, you, you ever gone to church when you didn't feel like it? And then afterwards, you realize you were glad you came. And that's one of the early lessons that I learned as a new believer, was that the times that I didn't feel like going, the times I didn't feel like singing, I didn't feel like listening to a sermon, I didn't feel like being around other Christians, the times when I least wanted to go, those are the times when I benefited from it the most. It's a tremendous life lesson to learn. that The first purpose of the church is to help me to focus on God. Second purpose, it helps me face life's problems. Everybody knows life is tough. And the truth is that in this group here, right now, there's a, some of you, you are just now coming out of a problem. And some of you, you are right in the middle of a problem. And some of you, there are problems waiting that you don't even know are there yet. Okay? But you're in one of those three places because life is a series of problems. But God never meant for you to go through those problems all by yourself. God wants you to have a church family for support, for Thessalonians 5. Jesus died for us so that we can live together with Him. So encourage each other and give each other support. You know, you can never give and you can never get too much encouragement. I have never had anybody say, Oh, Pastor, stop, stop encouraging me. It, it just doesn't happen. Because that's one of the reasons we're here for, is to encourage one another. Now, the Christian life is not a solo act. We, we are designed to draw strength through fellowship. We are designed to support one another. The church is to be an extended family. 1 Peter 3.8 says, You should be like one big happy family, full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts. See, if you're a Christian, you don't just belong to Christ. If you're a Christian, you belong to the body of Christ. You know, everyone in here who's, who's a believer, you belong to them. We are a family. We need each other. God wants you to help, support, and encourage each other. Third purpose of the church. It helps me fortify my faith. You know, to fortify something means to strengthen, uh, to develop, to reinforce it. Breakfast cereal is fortified with vitamins. Uh, you know, uh, buildings and foundations are fortified with steel and rebar. Uh, cities are fortified with walls and gates. You know, something that's been fortified has been reinforced, developed, strengthened. 
And that's what a church family does for you spiritually. You know, a church family helps you figure out what is the truth? How do I build it into my life? How do I live it out uh, in the world? Hebrews 6.1 says, Let us go on and become mature in our understanding, as strong Christians ought to be. You know, spiritual maturity is when we find out that God has a purpose and a plan for all of us, and we ask, how do I live this out? And God wants us to grow up. God wants us to become mature. God doesn't want us to live as 98-pound spiritual weaklings with the devil kicking sand in our face all the time. God wants us to grow up and develop some spiritual muscle. Now, how do we do that? How do we grow spiritually? Well, by getting the Bible into our lives. As we become a living Bible and live out the Word. Now, at Rockbrook, we're serious about helping people grow to spiritual maturity. In fact, we have a life development process. We have a series of five classes that we teach at Rockbrook on membership, maturity, ministry, mission, and magnification. And the goal of those classes is to help you make the commitments that are necessary for spiritual growth. Now, taking the classes doesn't automatically make you spiritually mature. Taking the classes helps you make the commitment to grow to spiritual maturity. Now, we're going to be offering those classes again on September 7th, Friday evening, 6.30 to 9.30. Uh, this weekend, or up, coming into this weekend, we had exactly 100 people signed up for, for the classes. So if you sign up today, you could be the 101th person who signs up for the classes. Now, there is no prize, but you can just bask in the personal glory of being the 101th person. And actually, it was that way Saturday night, so maybe you'll be the 202th person to sign up. But uh, we encourage you to sign up. Uh, spiritual maturity happens in our classes. Spiritual maturity is why we do our small groups. Uh, you know, our small groups this fall are going to focus on 40 days in the Word. And you're going to love God's Word, learn God's Word, and live God's Word like you never have before. And so now's the time. Now's the time to be carving the time out of your schedule, making the child care arrangements, uh, whatever preparations you need to make so that you can participate in a small group this fall. You know, a small group is no small commitment. And we understand that. And I know the rest of your life isn't going to stop just because you sign up for a small group. So you're going to have to adjust your priorities. You're going to have to make some life changes in order to participate in a small group. But that's part of the spiritual growth that comes from the small group process. Part of the spiritual growth that happens comes from sorting out your priorities, changing your habits and your schedule, establishing supportive and even challenging relationships with other people. These small groups can be a life-changing process for you. And life change can be very rewarding, and life change can be very difficult. That's why we need to do it together and support one another in the small groups. Number four, fourth benefit. Church family helps me find my ministry. You know, you weren't put on earth just to pursue your own passions and interests. Uh, God gave you gifts, talents, abilities, life experiences, and God expects you to use those to accomplish His purposes for you. Now, anytime you use your talents and abilities and life experiences to grow the church, we call that ministry. You know, a non-ministering Christian is a contradiction in terms because you were made for ministry. God's plan for our age is to build the church. 
And one day you're going to stand before God as a believer, and God's going to say, how did you use the gifts, talents, abilities, the resources, everything that I gave you, how did you use that to minister to the church? You know, it's our job as a church to help you to discover what your ministry is and to develop your ministry. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the things He planned for us long ago. You know, before you were even born, God planned your ministry. He planned what He was putting you here on earth to do in order to help build the church. I mean, you're not a mistake of nature. You are a masterpiece of God. You are living one-of-a-kind work of art. God put you on earth for a purpose, for a ministry, and He wants your life to count. Now, the Bible says that there are different kinds of service. We don't all have the same gifts. We don't all have the same abilities. There are different kinds of service. But together, you form the body of Christ, and each one of you is a necessary part. You know, our day, so many people feel that, that well, their life is insignificant and unnecessary. They, they think, my life just doesn't matter. God says, no, your life matters. You are a necessary part of God's plan to build the church. You play a necessary part. So you need to find your ministry and get plugged in and do it. Number five, being part of a local church helps me fulfill my life mission. Again, you were put here for a reason. You know, God chose when you would be born. God chose where you would be born. God chose how you would be born. And you know, God was making you for a specific life mission. Uh, you know, you didn't get to make yourself. You didn't get to choose all of those things for yourself. And you don't get to pick your life mission. You get to discover it and fulfill it. That's what God wants you to do. The moment you trust Jesus Christ, God activates your life mission. Now, you have a, a personal life mission that God has designed just for you, but you also have a corporate life mission that God has designed for all of us as part of the church. In Acts 20, uh, Paul says, The most important thing is that I complete my mission, the work that the Lord Jesus gave me, to tell people the good news about God's grace. See, that is not just Paul's individual life mission. That's the life mission of every believer. Every believer plays a part in the Great Commission, telling other people the good news about God's grace. Someone told you you're supposed to tell other people. Romans 10, 13. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they believe if they've never heard? And how can they hear unless someone tells them. You know, we have a, an obligation to tell people, not only to tell people near us, but we have an obligation to tell people who are far from us. We are to play a part in fulfilling the Great Commission, taking the gospel mes message, reaching every tribe, every tongue, every nation. That's what God has called the church to do. And one of the exciting things about being part of a local church body is we get to work together to be able to fulfill the Great Commission. Uh, one of the ways that we're doing that here at Rockbrook right now is with our India Pastors Project. You know, God is reaping a great harvest right now of new believers, new churches in North India. 
Uh, Pastor Alok was with us here a couple of weeks ago and just shared with us the amazing things that are happening. That he and his network, his network of now of 5,000 pastors, they've been able to reach 245,000 people with the gospel of Christ. They started over 9,800 new churches. And we've committed to helping Alok and this network of pastors uh, by raising a $15,000. And the goal is to buy training material for a 1,000 of their key leaders. Uh, we want to give each one of them the purpose-driven life and the purpose-driven church in the Hindi language. Now, we did this for a, a group of pastors. We did, did about 150 pastors, uh, two of the teams that I was training over there. And uh, we were able to give them the books when we were there. And these guys were so excited to get this material. I mean, it was just awesome. In fact, one, one whole group of pastors, about 50 of them, stayed up that night, read the whole book, did all the discussion questions together just as quickly as they got it. That's how hungry, that's how thankful they are for this training material. And so the idea of being able to do that for a 1,000 of these guys is just really exciting. And I am so proud of you. Because, uh, you know, we've announced this two weeks ago, and already you've given $7,500 toward this project. I and mean, we're over halfway there just, just in two weeks. And so I just thank God for you and for your generous spirit and for your commitment to playing a part in fulfilling the Great Commission. And I just want to encourage you to continue to, you know, it's not fundraising, we're doing faith raising. Uh, the idea here isn't that we just run out and try and get other people's money. The, the goal here is, is that we pray as a church family and ask God, what would you have us to do? And then we just faithfully give it as an act of faith. It's not fundraising, it's faith raising as we sacrificially give to meet this need. Final verse here, Colossians 3.15. And in Colossians 3, Paul is just laying out the dynamics of what it means to be in the body of Christ, what it means to be in the church. And he's talking about the relationships. And he says this, he says, this is your responsibility and privilege as members of his body. Being a member of a local church is both a great responsibility and a great privilege. We have some teens who are coming today to share their stories of, of what it's meant to them to be a part of a Rockbrook church. Hello, my name is John McMillan. Rockbrook has made a big impact on my life. When I was seven years old, on November 16, 2001, while I was at school, my dad pulled my half-brother and sister out of school, packed up all of their things, and left. When I came home from school, I noticed that dad's truck was gone and a lot was missing from the house. I wasn't really worried that I wouldn't see them again, because this wasn't the first time. My dad would be gone for a week or more and then come back. He would just go on like everything was fine, and... But this time, it was different. He never came back. My mom and I moved in with my grandma. We moved to Belton and started looking for a church. Even though my dad had left, I never got angry at God. My earthly father had abandoned me. But I knew that my heavenly father would never leave me. And in this time of struggle and heartache, I needed God now more than ever. As a kid, I would come to Rockbrook on and off at first. I would attend with my mom, go to the kids' classes, and have a fun time. When I was old enough to go to youth group, I would just sit and listen to the message, say hello to a few people, then go home, and that was it. I attended Rockbrook, but I wasn't involved in Rockbrook. My life wasn't changing. People were always talking about small groups. Andrew would talk about small groups, and other students were talking about their small groups. So I asked Andrew about it. Instead of going to a guy's small group that met 
at his house on Monday nights. My guys' small group is where I really got to talk about things in my life and what I was going through. I really enjoyed the guys in my small group. The team small groups are involved in doing ministry projects in my community. All the team small groups come together to help on submissions projects. I was able to go to a place in Wisconsin to help at a facility that houses people with special needs. I had heard stories from other guys in small group about how great it is. I decided to go, and I am so glad I did. Serving others is a life-changing experience. I learned so much about people with special needs, and I now have friends at Inspiration Ministries in Wisconsin. I became much closer with the small group guys on this trip. I have a group of guys who encourage me and challenge me to stay connected with the church. Being involved in Rockbrook Church has significantly changed my life. I was given every opportunity to fail, to turn my back on God, but my family was broken. I could have given up on God and blamed Him for not giving me the family I needed. But God has given me a family. I love my family. My family has become a part of this church family. Rockbrook Church is a vital piece of my journey with God. I know God has a plan for my life. I graduated from high school last year. I am too old to go to youth group now. Andrew won't let me come anymore. But I have been taught how to stay connected with my church family. I know that there is more to come. And I am ready for God to show me what is next. In a few weeks, I will leave for the Air Force. But I leave knowing this. I was made to be a part of something more. I'm created to be a part of God's family. In addition to our purposes of getting closer to God, we are also called to grow closer to each other. God treasures relationships. God is proud of His family. If you have accepted Jesus, then He makes you holy. The mistakes we have made aren't important. God loves us and wants us to get to know each other. If you ever feel down, just remember that God thinks you are very special and help others in the family know that God loves them too. Thank you. My name is Sarah Johnson. I have started my senior year of high school. I have had an amazing time being connected with our youth group. I have grown closer to God through my girls' small group and serving on mission trips. I have really enjoyed going to Walworth, Wisconsin to work at Inspiration Ministries, a home for adults with special needs. God has shaped my heart so much. I have a special place in my heart for people with special needs. One of my favorite things to do at Inspiration Ministries is to eat and visit with the people. The food isn't that great, but the company is nice. One night, I sat down at a table full of adults with a variety of special needs. They were all so sweet. An older lady named Pat was in a car accident at 19. She was paralyzed on her right side and messed up her left side severely. I asked her if I could help her with her meal. She enthusiastically said yes. I was helping her eat, and she just kept telling me about how hard her life had been, but her biggest mistake was resenting God. She kept telling me how much she loved who she was, because in every way, God made her awesome. She kept thanking me and was so grateful for my help. She said that she loved me. I was struck by the love that I was shown. She was so sweet, so loving, and so grateful just because I was helping her eat. She was such an inspiration. Rockwork has helped me discover my shape. We are all shaped to serve God. God designed you with a purpose. You were designed with a specific ministry, from your DNA to your daily experiences, 
God has something special in mind for you. First Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help each other, passing on to others God's many kind of blessings. Since my girl's small group has served people with special needs for so many years, I have really wanted to do more like it. I have gone a step farther on my own for a couple years and worked at a camp for children with special needs. A few weeks ago, I worked at Camp Barnabas. I took care of a girl all week, helping her eat, use the restroom, whatever else she needed. God very much stretched me this that week. I was really nervous to be a caregiver. It's a huge responsibility. I have to be so attentive all the time. I am responsible for all of this girl's daily needs. God revealed himself to me. I received daily letters from my friend Maddie. She wrote Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. That verse is very encouraging to me. The girl I took care of had autism. I have loved on people with autism before, but never like her. She would scream at me from the moment I woke her up all day until she went to sleep. She called me a bully. She would scream about how mean I was and how she hated me. The funny part was she would yell maybe after everything. So it was, I hate you maybe. You're a bully maybe. I just couldn't help but laugh. My heart went out to her. I fell in love with that girl. That is purely God. God filled me with an overabundance of love to give her. I wish I could describe it better, but when I think about the awesome love I had, it just makes me smile. God made you what he wants you to be. If that is what God wanted, we need to learn to rejoice in what he gave us, not to be jealous or frustrated at what he didn't do. He designed you with a purpose, and it is in fulfilling that purpose that you will find true joy and happiness. I love loving on the amazing people God has shaped my heart for. I thank God every day for people with special needs. I cannot wait to see what God has in store for me. Thank you. Hi, my name is Colton Slover. I'm 14 years old and recently started high school at Lutheran High, a private Christian school. The work can be hard at times, but I'm learning to rely on God to help me through. If the Bible says that life is a test, we're often given tests in this life. The reason we are given tests isn't to fail us, but to help us grow. Being tested helps us get better. Rockbrook Youth Group has been a great place to grow. My guys' small group is so much fun. I love serving with them this summer and helping other people. It's a lot of hard and physical work. It takes long hours and mental effort to serve, but it's all worth it. The Bible says that life is a trust. God has given us gifts, talents, money, relationships, and other things. Life is a trust. God will see how we handle these gifts. For me, it's a blessing to have a youth group like ours. I'm getting the emotional, physical, and spiritual knowledge that I need. It's a fun environment that helps to build a strong foundation in my life. Thank you. My name is Naomi Jackson. I have learned so much by being connected with Rockbrook Church. You can be as close to God as you choose to be. Unfortunately, that means if you aren't very close to God, it's because you don't care enough to do it. God wants to get close to you and is willing to do whatever it takes on his end. We just have to be willing to try on our side. In order to get closer to him, we have to make some choices. Sometimes I wonder what my life in high school would look like if I hadn't stayed connected with youth group. It is not easy to stay connected with youth group. A job, school, friends are all challenges to balance in life. 
There are so many things in life that try to pull me away. It's not easy to find a job that will work with my busy schedule. I have missed fun times with friends because I've chosen to be at church on, on Saturdays. It is hard, but I can't imagine what my life would be like without the support system I have. Youth group has opened so many doors for me. I made amazing friends that challenged me to do the right thing. They challenged me to stay connected. I have a relationship with God. I have learned how to love God and how to serve Him. In youth group, Andrew often says that with every choice, we can choose to go God's way or the world's way. Sometimes it is so hard not to go the world's way. My small group helps me to choose God's way. Being connected in youth group has made it easier to do the right thing. Not only did I learn valuable lessons, but I made friends in the process that strengthened me and helped me grow in my relationship with Christ. There is nothing more important to our lives than God. Every day, we make choices to get closer to Him or ignore Him. God tells us in the Bible that He gets very offended by people who tell Him they want a friendship with Him, but then won't do what it takes. Revelation 3.16 says, I know you inside and out and find little to my liking. You're, you're not... Hot. You're not cold, you're not hot. Far better to be either cold or hot. You're stale, you're stagnant, you make me want to vomit. God knows that if it matters to us, we'll do it. And he knows that if we don't do it, we don't care. I don't want to be a stale Christian. While learning about God and making friends, I also started to get involved in the youth group. I went on missions trips, joined the youth band and sign language choir. The fact is that we will have to give God an account of what we did with our lives. Only by giving back can we live, can we have life to the fullest. We are built to serve, and when we serve, we are doing what God wants of us. We need to constantly remind ourselves of this. One of the highlights of my life has been serving with, small, with my small group at Inspiration Ministries. We did so much work in one week, but we have so much fun at the same time. We get to know the people who live there, and we get to know each other better, too. The lessons I have learned in youth group and the friends I have made in small group have influenced me to serve with my life. I am so happy I got involved and chose to stay involved. It has made a huge difference in my life. When you find where you fit, enjoy it. Get involved and develop it. Do what it takes to be a part of God's work and continually work at areas where you can improve your service. Don't focus on others and wish that you were them. Focus on developing your shape and your relationship with God personally. And God will use you in a, in a unique way that no one else can match. Thank you. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you so much for uh, your love for us. We thank you for your wisdom, uh, for the wonderful design that we see in the church, the body of Christ. God, I pray you'd help each of us to recognize the role that we can play, the privilege, and the responsibility that we have uh, to be a part of uh, your plan of building the church. We just pray for the youth group, for a great year for them as they move into the new school year, and just for us as a church, that we would be able to uh, enjoy the benefits and bring you the glory as a result. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.